You're tuning in to the Black Hollywood Live Network, featuring news, interviews, and commentary on all things Black Hollywood. Hollywood redefined. From Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is Black Hollywood Live. Just saying, featuring conversations on love, sex, and relationships from three sassy ladies. Black Hollywood Live. Hollywood redefined. You're listening to Black Hollywood Live. And now, the host of Black Hollywood Live, Just Saying. I'm just saying. Good evening. Welcome to Just Saying. I'm Diane Valentine. It is another Friday night. Thank you for joining your three favorite girlfriends. You are in for a juicy, controversial show tonight. I know, they're going to try to jump on me, but y'all stay with me. Uh, so let me introduce you to my co-host tonight. To my left, the beautiful, amazing, brilliant, and talented Mrs. April Daniels. Hello, everyone. Who has lost 12 pounds. She came in bragging today. Do you hear me now? Also joining us in the studio again is my girl, my favorite soccer mom, I like to call her, <laughs> our ad, our autism activist, Mrs. Sharonda Stockman. Hello. 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 <laughs> so, girls, what have you been up to this week? Oh, my goodness. Well, first of all, I went back home and it was the National Lampoon's vacation. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It reminded me why I'm here in California and not home with my family. Yeah. But outside of that, it was great. I mean, I got to see family I hadn't seen in 20 years. Nice. My kids got to meet people that I hadn't seen. And, of course, my event. So, yeah. you know, everything was just wonderful. Nice. I had a I had a great time. And what is home for you? Home is Philadelphia. <laughs> okay. Yes, I'm Philly bred. Yes, Philly, Philly Bree. Yes. Um, yeah, no, Philadelphia. A lot of people think New York or New Jersey and some California, but Philly, I'm a Philly girl. Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Ron, what, what have you been up to a week? Know. Soccer mom, but no, all, all jokes aside, I've just been working on our next event for Micah's Voice for okay. our autism awareness fundraiser. So that's pretty stressful. Uh, numbers, figuring out who's going to do what, who's going to come through, right. who say they're going to do what they're going to do and trying to find venues. So between right. that and juggling my three kids. Yeah, this one you find out who your friends really are. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So, you know, everybody you think that you in Hollywood with it. I'll be there. Hey, right. call, call me if you need something. Well, I've been calling and no one's calling back. So that's been my weekend. Okay. All right. Well, good. Glad to have you with us. Well, you know, you guys know I just wrapped up the Hennessy Project. Yes. Uh, Thrill that my voice is back. Right, back. getting back to normal. How about first week back in the office? We get back from New York, and one of my employees quits. Oh no! She says, "I just can't do this no more. I'm just I'm wore out. I'm exhausted. Oh, no. Lady, you ain't paying me enough to do oh, no. all this stuff and to work for 24 hours straight. I'm just like, well, okay. But you get breaks in between. Right. I'm like, we ain't always but in it's production. An experience to work with you. Oh so my think, goodness! You know, I think for her, maybe she just wasn't ready. She just ready. wasn't on she her resume. Yeah. She's like, well, I did Wait. that. I can edit now. I can sign up for this part. Yeah. Well, you know, I always tell people, people always call me and contact me and oh Diane I really work with you I really want to work with you I'm really creative I'm so great I'm so detailed and always be careful what you yeah, ask for because right. you think you want to work with me right. but you might not be able to handle it right. <laughs> so 
know, I wish her well. Yeah. Uh, when somebody comes and says, I don't want to do this no more, I ain't trying to convince you. Right. Yeah. you I just need to help you move on. Move on. Right. Absolutely. So, God bless her. Loved her. God bless you. Yes. Bye-bye, darling. Loved her. I will miss her, but we are moving on. Yes. Right. So, Ron, tell us about our cocktail tonight. Uh, well, this is our peach martini mm. uh, with little sugary things around the rim that... Uh, <laughs> You can only have a, maybe a little sip because, you know, it's some fat in that. Yeah. Uh, but it's a really easy drink to make. Uh-huh. And it's refreshing and it's really good for the summer. Love it. Did you use the um, Minute Maid peach? I did. did the you? Minute Maid oh, peach. I love yeah, that. it's very simple. You can get it at the stores and, you know, ring it up, throw some ice in it. <laughs> I love it. Around. Well, cheers, ladies. Cheers. Cheers. To our sugar yes. girl. <laughs> I love the color. It is really cute. Mm-hmm. Thank you, April, for the sugar. Mm. Oh, that is yummy. Keep that slenderizing going, so I'm not going to partake in the devil's nectar today. <laughs> I'll sip yours after we get through. Right. Save yours for me, right? So, ladies, let us jump into our show. Yeah. So, tonight we are talking about boobs, brains, and business. Mm. One of our favorite subjects about women. So, listen to this. So, according to Fortune.com, the number of women-owned businesses grew 1.5 times the national average. And black women blew the statistic away. All right. So, the number of businesses owned by African-American women grew 322%. Since 1997, making black females the fastest growing group of entrepreneurs in the U.S. Very good. Very (laughs) impressive, right? I feel like we we create a business because we got to. It's right. We are bootstraps kind of chicks, yes, we and are. we know how to work it out. That's kids right. need food. We gonna start selling hot dogs <laughs> on that corner. I'm gonna figure out something. Cause right. The kids gotta eat. Mama, get on the pot. No. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say it. I was say it. Yeah, right. no, most definitely, yeah. most definitely. You know, I think that. I mean, obviously, all of us love women. I certainly am an advocate for women, mm-hmm. and I think that, you know. Women are often in positions where they just got to do what they got to do to survive. And I feel like no one does that like black women. That's right. I think no one has really dealt with the the circumstances of our history like we have. Absolutely. We have always had to keep the family together and feed the family and make a way to make the food stretch and just all of those things that I know is just a part of our history and I think we don't get enough credit for it. Yeah, I agree. The bar is always higher for us. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right. So despite what we see on TV, on reality TV, on women fighting and hating each other and you know, acting a daggone fool. <laughs> Our guilty pleasure. You know, we do know that there is more to us than just that. That's right. So I want to know, ladies, do you make it a priority or to seek out African-American or women-owned businesses when you have to make decisions about your purchasing? Actually, I have to be honest. I do not. Mm, yeah, I don't. Shameful. I know. I know. <laughs> but I get really excited when I know I've stumbled upon one. Okay. You do. Yeah, I do. You do. Now, I, I really do. And then I'm like, oh, I have to support yeah. you. And then, but I don't initially, it's, I, it's not a go to for me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, ooh, I probably, that's a little embarrassing. <laughs> but let me, let me just explain why. Because, you know, the flip side of that mm-hmm. is often enough, as much as successful as we are, there are a lot of people that don't take it seriously. Right. And then when you want to give them business, 
it's a disappointment because the standards weren't what you thought it should be or didn't meet the standards you had for what you wanted to deal with. Hmm. So I've had very bad experiences when I have gone out to go intentionally and support Mm -hmm. other black businesses. And I'm like, okay, so maybe instead of me going out to look for the black businesses to support, once I find them, I'm on it. Once I see Mm -hmm. that, you know, they're about their business Mm because you have some that are, creating businesses Mm -hmm. but then you have ones that are just doing it just to say they've done it Mm -hmm. and I think I've kind of had the experience of those people who just Mm -hmm. wanted to have something to say they did as opposed to really having a business and making sure it's the most successful and they're Mm -hmm. doing everything they can do to keep the business you know at its peak and you know giving you everything it says it's offering so Mm -hmm. I'm a little you know torn about that but yeah yeah I I appreciate your honesty but but don't you think there is some truth to the fact that when we have a bad experience right yeah just say I don't know. Say the the white seamstress down the street, or the or the white cleaners down the street, sure. or the or the Chinese cleaners down the street. Yeah. We go to them and we have a bad experience. Yeah, we don't hold that against the entire race. No. We just say, well, let me find another, another Chinese cleaner exactly because right. they can clean my stuff good. <laughs> That's right. Because yes. the Chinese people clean clothes good. Exactly. We do. So why <clears throat> why is it that when you are black and you fail? You you must pay for it like every other black person must pay for something that one did. And see, I would hate to think that I'm saying everybody, every other black person has to pay for it. I don't. Well, think you kind of said that. I, <laughs> you kind of did. No, I got I got really warm and fuzzy inside when I said once I find one, I'll rock out with you. Once you know you you right. if you listen, it's really not about the color of skin for me. Right. Mm-hmm. But if I come across someone who happens to be the same mm-hmm. as me and they're on it, like, you about your business. Let's use you for an example. Right. Mm-hmm. I would never look for any other event planner for anything I did. Right. As long as I could afford you. I, I would always go to you. <laughs> and the key word is afford. Afford, yeah. Because you've done it. You've right. won me over. You've right. been excellent, efficient, yeah. all of the above. Right. Right. Yep. But then when you have an experience where it's not like that, right. it doesn't scar me from going to the next black business owner it just will scar me from coming back to you because I did take a chance and you let me down now not to say that it could have just been a bad experience Mm -hmm. that first time and maybe I should give it a second try but normally what it is that you need somebody else professional services Mm -hmm. for you kind of have a standard to which you want it to be done Mm -hmm. so would I go back and keep trying to make it work sometimes you know people show you who they are and you Mm -hmm. should believe them Right. Because it's like you the fool if you keep going back to the same Same. person and they still haven't, you know, shown you what you need them to show you. Right. Okay. So, you know, I, I, I just like to think that it's not that I just stay away because, you know, we blackness businesses need us to, you know, stay Mm -hmm. above and float and whatnot. But it's just that if I've had a bad experience, I'm kind of like, I don't know if I want to risk what I'm doing Mm -hmm. a second time. So, Ron, how do you feel about patronizing? People of color. Yeah, I think I have to agree with April, and I'm probably ashamed. I'm so sorry. But I'm being honest. Girl, Black um, Twitter coming for us. I later. know. And they rightly should. And they should. I think um, for me, I'm so busy with the kids, and right. I'm so consumed with every day. Right. I don't have time to sit and seek you out. Okay. The first one that pops up is who I grab, and okay. then I kind of go from there. And, or, oh, I'll reach out to you, or you, or call me. Hey, I'm yeah. looking for this. Mm-hmm. I need. Do you know? But unfortunately, I don't. But I probably should just because we don't support each other enough in our businesses. Mm-hmm. Like um, a lot of the uh, other eth- ethnics kind of support one another. 
So do you think you ladies don't do that because you have had privileged lives? Be honest. I knew you was going to. I just want to know. <laughs> no, let me tell you why I don't do it. Because when I first wanted to get into the celebrity hair industry, I had to be ready. I had to stay ready. I had to show them I was ready. You don't know what one opportunity will take you to the next. Of course. So, because I live by that standard, the people I do business with, I like them to live by that standard. My whole hair industry career was off of one job, and it was just a domino effect. Right, but I think you're misunderstanding the question. So, the question was, do you not seek out other people of color to work with? Could it possibly be because you both have had such privileged lives? No, I'm saying because I live by a certain standard. I feel like, like aside from the, because I haven't always been privileged. When I was right. a single mom, I had a standard. If I want you to believe in my business, then I don't have an opportunity to mess up. So that's why you don't seek out that's people why of color. No, it's not that I don't seek out but people But that was of the color. question. Okay. Don't try to trick me here when this cheating. No, listen. It's not that I don't seek them out. But if I find one and I'm happy, regardless of the skin Regardless, I'm okay. going to rock out with you. But what I'm saying is, <laughs> in, in this situation... Girl, go ahead. Take your time. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm rocking with you. Now, in, in this situation, it's it's not that I don't seek them out. I don't want right. to say that I don't seek them out because if I find one, great. But I'm not looking through Google or whatever. Like, got to be black owned, black owned, black owned. Now, if I find one and they're efficient, then I'm happy. You have a customer for life. But I think a lot of times people don't take what they're doing serious enough. But why don't you make a conscious effort of it? Is it is it you said you don't have time. I, I think I appreciate that. I, I, Be honest. I, I do I think I have to probably say I don't. I just I just do and I just look up and just go. And it probably could be because as of now, I have somewhat of a privileged lifestyle. <laughs> I don't need to maybe go that extra mile in my mm-hmm. mind because I just need to get it done. Okay. So I'm sometimes maybe not always making a conscious effort to do mm-hmm. the right thing socially. Okay. All so right. wait, let me That's ask fair you. Enough. When you seek yes. out businesses, yes. do you go after the black-owned business? I certainly make an effort. Now, how to does one make an effort? Because ask for recommendations. So when you all get the, the recommendation, you say, are they African-American? No, no, no. But I, for example, let me okay. give you guys an example. Yeah. You know, I'm working on the H250 celebration. Yes. Right. And Sherry, our producer, I was looking for a new director, okay. a run-of-show director. And I reached out to Sherry and said, hey, Sherry, I'm looking for, you know, a new run-of-show team to help me with this H250 celebration. And she recommended someone who was African-American. Now, I didn't know he was African-American when she recommended him. Right. But when I found that out, Right. I had so much pride okay. that I knew that it was an all black team that walked into Mount Vernon right. and right. turned that shit out. All right. right. So it was <laughs> tremendous pride. So so my point is I interviewed four directors, right? And I ended up going with the African American and and the reason part of the reason it wasn't just because he was black, but the fact that he was so qualified and he was black, that was like a bonus for right. me. Okay. It was like, wow, this is like right. this is like awesome. And you know who taught me this? Who? Tell you who taught me this. I won't say her name, but a very respected old Jewish woman in New York. Hmm. And she said that Diane, the problem with your community right. is you guys don't support each other. All right. She said that would never happen in oh, our yeah, community. No, it doesn't happen. She yeah. said it would never happen. She's and she right. said, I think it's ridiculous. Because she was telling me, why didn't I work with someone named Preston Bailey? 
Hmm. And I said, you know, I had tried but couldn't connect with him. She picked up the phone and called him and said, Preston, what are you doing? I need you to stop what you're doing and get over here and meet Diane because you two need to be working together. Because she said that would never happen in my community. Right. Okay. So it is embarrassing. Yeah. It's embarrassing for me when we don't make a conscious effort because the opportunities for people of color are so much harder to come by. Yeah. Right. Now, granted, sometimes we blow it. Right. Sometimes we get the opportunity, we blow it. Right. I didn't fire plenty of black people. Right. Happily fired right. them. So right. it's not that. But it happens. But sometimes it doesn't. And we get such unfair judgment because I always think about, I always think about the opportunities I get. And the way I built my career, you and Sharonda yeah. and Martin Lawrence yeah. and Steve Harvey and, right. you know, Jimmy Jackson, Jimmy Jackson and Mike Tyson yeah. and Boys to Men and Leela Rashawn right. and Gary Sheffield. And I think about all the blessings that I have. And I say, I would not have had those if people that looked like me didn't take a chance on me. Right. And that's just reality. So you just made me feel real bad. Well, no, so you, you didn't make I'm, me feel bad because... I'm going to make a better conscious because I know I don't. <laughs> no, so she didn't make me, me feel bad because <laughs> in her seeking a director, she didn't ask for a black person. She said no, she needed And then course. when you found out... And that's what I meant when I said... But I, I had a choice. You had a choice. Yes. Yes. I now, if I have a choice and there's a better... <laughs> if I have a choice and... That person is an African-American. I'm not going to not use him because he's black. If he's just as qualified or she's just as qualified, I'm definitely going to use him. <laughs> but that's why I was like, how do you seek out? Okay. Yes, tell me all the black business owners so I can okay, use them. all so. right. <laughs> well, if you want an R&B song, you got to know. <laughs> you want somebody black. <laughs> now, if you want some good old macaroni and cheese. <laughs> You kind of yeah, want somebody black. No, so it's don't so many people that can make some good macaroni and cheese. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh my goodness! Not All right, I have everybody chasing us down. Look, I, mean, look. I rock with the black people. So I'm just saying. You know what I do is I rock with people that rock with me, yeah. and based on the history of my career. It has been African Americans that have supported have supported me in yeah. very big ways. My yeah. biggest projects, my biggest budgets have come from African Americans somewhere in the chain. Right. Right. And I am so conscious of that. Right. I don't take any of that for granted and I do pay it forward every single opportunity I can. Everyone. So does your friends over here. Too. No, y'all don't. <laughs> That's okay. We privileged to food only rocking out with Well, let me see. Let me move right along. Do, do either yes. of you happen to know who the first African-American millionaire was? Yes, I did. <laughs> what is her name? Madam <laughs> CJ. The pressing call. Oh, Madam yes. CJ Walker. Madam yes. CJ. There she is. Thank you. Uh-huh. <laughs> Give me my props. Okay. <laughs> you did your history lesson. I... I appreciate that. I appreciate that. But now let's get off of that. Okay. I ain't gonna. I ain't gonna. I don't, I'm sweating over here because I don't want to believe that y'all don't like black people. <laughs> Please don't listen to her. Oh listen, she was a little upset this morning. <laughs> you know, her chemical imbalance, her equilibrium's a little off. Well, my husband can't get no blacker. Now I think I have really showed that I love black people. Y'all don't have to defend it to me. Y'all need to defend it to black Twitter. So, 
So let's okay. move on. Okay. Now you see me. Now you don't. Okay. So in reality TV, doesn't it seem like they, there's so many reality stars on television that have all these businesses? And sometimes I kind of wonder, is that really a business? <laughs> or a made for or TV. Or is that a made for TV <laughs> business? Right. You know, because everybody yeah. got something. Everybody doing something. And everybody got a clothing line. Yeah, everybody got an alcohol line. Right, and, that's yeah. true. They clothing, alcohol, <laughs> makeup. There you right, go. Right, right. So there is one reality person who was on television, and it's very clear that she is about her business. She's one of my idols, right. Mrs. Candy Burris. Yes. Okay, and I support Candy Burris, <laughs> black-owned business. I messes with Candy, too. Oh, so go y'all candy. are customers of bedroom candy. Go Candy! She's a genius. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> So, what do you think about some of her businesses? I just think, like blind I mean, in general. I, I, I love yeah. it. I yeah. love it. I think she's a woman about her business, about yeah. her word. She's right. she's not taking this. She's not getting caught up in the hype in right. this five minutes of fame. Right. She's taking it, monopolizing off of it, and making it into her empire. Okay. Um, I think kudos to her. Right. Like, she's yeah. doing it. And she's doing it right. And yep. she ain't come on no uh, reality show trying to make money. Mm-hmm. She came. She came with, with money. money. But and just notice how she always got a lot of black people around her. She do. I'm yeah, just saying. You pay it forward. You, you do. You pay it Diane, forward. Diane, you are she not going to pay this Excuse me. My wrong. team is a black boutique agency, right? Productions. Yes. The team before that, black. <laughs> Don't, you're not going to do that. Because we already got one little chicken head that be coming after me. Ooh, I'm talking about, I'm missing that. We're not going to do that. Head coming oh, after I you. Know. I'm not even going to give her no name. Okay. So, Sharonda, Candy also has a business called Bedroom Candy. Which is a sex toy line. Do you and Sean support her? Well, I kind of support her. <laughs> I used to be a little uh, squirmish about toys. Uh-huh. I kept going, well, why buy a toy when the man is sitting right there? Uh-huh. But let's just say after uh, Candy came out with her line, <laughs> she kind of made it kind of cool, kind of hip. <laughs> okay. So I'm not really, you know, I, I don't really maybe beat myself up so much because uh-huh. sometimes. <laughs> Even if, you know, your partner, husband's there, he can play in with the toys. <laughs> so it's not necessarily where you got to be. I used to be, just be like, oh, my God, who you does that? You thought it was that? just by yourself yeah, or with, Yeah, just like, well, you gotta... am I getting off by myself? It no, just seems so they stupid. like that, too. But now I realize, uh-huh. oh, well, this actually can be really kind of fun and kinky. So uh-huh. I kind of like the line. Okay. You are kinky. Nice. Yes. Thank nice. you, Candy. <laughs> Very impressive. The now gift she... that keeps on giving. Right? <laughs> Now, she also has a late night talk show yes. called Candy Coated Nights. Yes. Now, is it radio or is it live? It's radio. It's radio. Okay. Because I, I thought she was in a studio. I thought they just redid the studio. Oh, it's a podcast. It's a podcast. It's a podcast. Okay. Yes. okay. Have you guys ever listened to the show? I have. Have you? I have I've, I've probably caught one or two episodes Did of it. Did you like it? What was it about? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, they're really kind of like off. Like, we're supposed to be yeah. like off the cuff, but they're super off the cuff. So yeah. sometimes okay. it's sex questions. Sometimes yeah. it's, you know, a little bit of business. But, you know, it's like mm-hmm. after hours talk show yeah. and she keeps it all the way real. Adult and, theme. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Definitely adult theme. Like, you know, you know what I love? I think what I love the most about you know her and you know her come from is that she's so comfortable in her sexuality she's very comfortable mm-hmm. you know what i mean she's yeah. comfortable talking yeah. about sex being in the business you know what i mean yeah. talking about her own be. sexuality yeah. Yeah. and i really applaud that I because uh which brings me to our next topic at hand because i think women 
often get beat up so bad. Well, I wanted to ask you a question yeah. before you went on to Oh, I'm next sorry. Uh-uh. I'm sorry. Do you support bedroom candy? I do. <laughs> I do. We don't want to make this all about us. <laughs> share with our viewers. Yes, honey. Damon has a little kit. I know. Yes. <laughs> it travels with us, too. Oh, it's either okay. by the bed or That's it travels right. with us. Right. Good. Yes. I'm all about staying happy at home. Yes. <laughs> and on the go. Right. <laughs> For sure, for sure. So another, as I was saying, excuse me. So as I was saying, I think women are often butchered when they tend to be considered, I guess, overly sexual or you know, flaunt their sexuality in ways that other people don't think is appropriate. So Amber Rose is now promoting her. Is it the Amber Rose Slut Walk? And now tell me, ladies, is she onto something or do you think she's just misguided? Well, wait a minute. I think you should clear what the slut walk is for our viewers just so they understand. Because I know I needed a little bit of clarity because it was a lot of different, you know, uh, descriptions (laughs) as to what it was. I'm like, what is it? Right. So the slut walk was started originally, at least as as much research as I could find, it was started originally in Toronto, Canada. And it was a protest. It was a march that was started by women because I guess a woman had been raped and the police confronted her and said, well, if you didn't dress that way, you okay. wouldn't have gotten raped. Okay. So it was a protest against women's rights and their, you know, I okay. guess shaming could, it can be considered shaming or, you know, really just beating up the victim or beating up on women okay. because we choose, we choose to be sexy or sexy. pretty or, mm-hmm. or whatever, whatever, however you might want to describe right. it. And so Amber Rose has now, and the, and the slut walks have happened all over the world. Okay. Not just in Not just Toronto, Toronto, but Toronto, where else? Singapore, Singapore, Singapore. and other places around <laughs> yeah. the country. And okay. so now she's pulling together and hosting a slut walk on October 3rd here in Los Angeles. Okay. Oh, okay. So I'd like to know, I mean, do you think she's, you know, onto something or you think she's misguided based on what we know about Amber? That she was a former stripper. <clears throat> she was previously with Kanye West. And she was married to Wiz Khalifa. Are they divorced yet? I'm not sure. Not sure. I think they're going. They, they are divorced. It's final. Okay, okay so they are divorced now. Okay. But, you know, she was a previous stripper. She has an amazing body. Amazing. And she has no problem showing it off. Yes. So <laughs> what do we think about her and her slut walk? Was she ever raped? Do we know that? I don't know that. Okay. All right. Um, you know, <laughs> beautiful girl. Yes. Philly. Is she but, from Philly? Yeah, she's from Philly. Oh, okay. But I would think, I, I think in my opinion, I would have liked her to have created something of her own. I think she's power enough to have done that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I agree with the campaign as far as seeing the women dressed really, you know, slutty. Yeah, walking down the street. And I don't know if that's the way to promote what you stand for. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for her, it's a very <laughs> fine line because a lot of people have a strong opinion about how she dresses and mm-hmm. what she puts out in the atmosphere. But then underneath all of that, she doesn't want people to label her as a slut and give her all of these different uh, labels and stereotype her as being a girl mm-hmm. of that caliber. So I think I would have personally liked to see her do something a little bit different. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if this is something she chose because she was a victim of rape or mm-hmm. I don't know, but I just think that it kind of is a little bit 
misleading if you don't have enough information and knowledge on your mm-hmm. own. Um, clearly, people are reporting totally different stories, so you don't really know which one is right. which. Right. So, you know, I don't know. I would have liked to have seen her, I think, do something a little bit different. Right. Ryan, what do you think? I'm kind of I'm kind of on the cusp. I'm not okay. really sure. Um, <clears throat> I think for me, everything is so uh, sensationalized now mm-hmm. that everything is always to the high tenth of the shock value. Right. So to me, could some of this be just to grab the attention mm-hmm. by using the word the slut walk and her being associated with it based on because she's been called that I'm, I'm sure at different posts and different times right. or what have you based <clears throat> on because of who she's dated or the way that she dresses. Right. Um, I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm torn. Right. I'm still kind of balanced because I feel like um, if you are really part of this movement right. um, because it is to empower us, then only time will tell. So I'm not sure if it's fair to say that you're right. doing it for a gimmick or because you got a book coming out or if you really do right. stand behind the meaning of the actual slut walk. So, but let me ask you this. If it does empower us in some way, does it matter what the name of it is? I'm, I'm, for me, it doesn't. I, I don't think it's so much the name. Mm-hmm. I just think it's the the... I don't know. The picture I saw was a bunch of women with uh, panties on, <laughs> bras, like some were almost topless. You know, mm-hmm. I, what message are you giving? That's that's the problem mm-hmm. I'm having. Like, if this is what you're about, an advocate about this, mm-hmm. it's kind of like contradiction a little bit to me. Because okay. if I'm an advocate about being called a slut or being mm-hmm. raped or feeling like because how I dress is the reason mm-hmm. I was raped then let's start changing that pattern and not say it's okay to keep dressing like that. Mm. I was raped. Wow. It doesn't matter. Good, you know, I just... Let's, so let's then you agree that women maybe have some, share some blame when they get raped? If I they don't are, think women share blame, but I think I, uh-huh. I would never tell rape victim <clears throat> you're the cause of being raped. Uh-huh. I would never say that. But I think if we go out in clothing that's meant to be underneath our clothing, you're mm. only asking for some unwanted attention. Mm. Now that unwanted attention could lead to rape. It could lead to sexual abuse. Uh-huh. It could lead to abduction. It could lead to very mm-hmm. many different roads that I don't think any woman would want right. to travel. Right. So if I'm saying, I mean, if I'm seeing you wearing your panties and bra out in the street, right? that's not made to wear out in the street. <clears throat> so mm. why would you wear? Because we can't control the actions of others. But we can wear a bikini. On at the, the beach or yeah, at, the, at pool. the beach, yeah. I, but it's still clothes. It's still clothes, but it's a difference, Diane. It's a difference in me wearing my panties out in the street and 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 offended if somebody look at me like I'm out of line. Would you tell your daughter to wear her panties and bra out in the street? Here's my here's what I believe. Uh, would you tell your daughter to wear her panties? I probably and bra wouldn't out in the tell her to, but would if, you she did, if she I did, I would support it. I don't believe I, that. I would support it be, because of this, <clears throat> and here's why: is that I believe as I said, is that I just think that women are so unfairly persecuted for a number of things. Absolutely. We are labeled as holes. We are labeled as gold diggers. We are labeled as sluts. We are just labeled as the stuff. And I just feel like maybe it's because I've gotten to know so many women, right? Okay. That you would look at from the outside and say, wow, she's a hoe. Or I don't want nothing to do with her right. because she ain't messing up my brand. Right. But I got to know these women in a way where I got to see 
a different side or I got to see the the person underneath the story all of that. And I just think it's always it's not always, but it's often a scar, mm-hmm. right? It's often a, a, a plea for attention. It's often that women are trying to fix something else. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. And so maybe I have a soft spot in my heart for those women because I've seen it. And I think that even when you have been or tried to be the best example to right. your children, to your right. little sister, to women around the black, these girls grow up and they have whatever experiences they have. My daughter is not a child who grew up unloved, right. but she did grow up without a father. And so I see that manifest itself in many ways, not her walking down the street in her underwear, but in other ways. Right. right. So all I, I guess for me, I just, I just err on the side of supporting women because I just think we don't know. And I think the slut walk, honestly, I think it's really smart. Because it's getting people talking. Right. You know what I mean? And these women in Toronto started this, ca- this you know, campaign, this protest, this movement. And look, it's all over the world now. And people can't stop but talk about it. They I can't mean, avoid it anymore. Attached to yeah, it, they but... can't avoid it anymore. So, right. yeah, it, I agree with you. There is shock value for yeah. sure. But if it if it raises a conversation and right. it gets people talking, you know, it reminds me of like the unrest in Baltimore. People are like black people tearing up their own communities. They burn it down. They own Walmart. That don't make no sense. But when we try to just protest and come to an NAACP meeting, don't right. nobody want to talk to us. When we show up at the Capitol building in peace, in peace and just want to sit in and make our voices heard, no one wants to hear from hear us. us when but when we, when we destroy things, then you hear me. now the news is everywhere. That's right. That's and see, right. now they're gone. Now that all the trouble has stopped, right. there's no more talk about it. Right. So I just think the Slut Walk campaign is a very similar thing. There is definitely shock value, but if it brings light, to a great subject, I'm all about it. Yeah. Now, Amber, I won't be joining you at your slut walk. Well, why not? Because <laughs> I ain't really a marching kind of girl. But I, in your panties I, 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 ain't really, I ain't really a marcher. That ain't really what I do. You don't march. You but I do. Your, uh, yeah. I do what I do. Right. You know, I, I do my old support. But I'm with you, girl. So we want everybody to join Amber Rose. Because yes, I think there is tremendous good in what she I'm not saying it's not any good. I'm not saying that women encourage rape by how they dress and are to blame. I'm just saying I would have liked to see her use her power a little bit differently and make create her own thing. You don't jump on the bandwagon of the slut walk. Do your own thing because I think she's that powerful and that she has seven million viewers. Yeah, like it, it would be nothing yeah. for her. But don't you kind of want people to jump on rock out with me? I do, but it's certain things I'm not willing to do to get them to do it. Right, but that's you. That is me. You, you, you have the right, and I you do. have the choice to be you. And I think Amber also has the right, absolutely, and the choice no to one's be her. Disputing right. it. Yes, but uh, I don't think any of us are going to join. In okay, our I just ain't a marcher. Yeah, as, no. as, as she ain't a marcher. I ain't a marcher. <laughs> Hey, I had a bunch of. I won't be walking either. But I am but united I for justice. You do what you need to do, girl. <laughs> but I am united for justice. Right, right. All right. So let's move on. All right. So how about this? I used my gut, but not my, my butt. butt. All right. So there have been some who have found success because they recognized that 
you know, people were looking at things that they were doing or they just had a gut instinct and they decided that they were just going to start a business. So first person in question is Sarah Blakely. If you don't know Sarah, you certainly probably have her product in your closet. I do. Because she is the founder of Spanx. Say, I don't. I don't. Are, you, are, are you perfect again? No. Oh, God. God. No. What are we doing? No. No. No, but I could just cut pantyhose off and do it. Oh, exactly. My mother used to do it. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Now, <laughs> April don't wear undergarments. That's not no, true. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. I meant the all the body armor that I wear on a the daily body. basis. I'm going to pass out. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'll be like, I'm like, what's going on? So the interesting thing about Sarah Blakely is she said when she started working on Spank, she didn't tell anyone mm-hmm. because she said she didn't want anybody to talk her mm-hmm. out of it. So have you ever had a great idea that maybe somebody talked you out of? No, I've never had. I wish I had. I've had plenty of great ideas, uh-huh. but I needed someone to talk me into them. That, uh, that's yeah. been my <laughs> me too. Okay. And I've seen yeah. them like come out. Like I had this one idea and I was like, oh, I'm going to call it skin. But it was like um, makeup. It was like a concealer for your body that uh-huh. didn't wear on your clothing. Oh. And I was like, you could call it skin. I mean, I had a great idea. But then when I would tell people, they was like, oh. Uh, so now I was like, well, maybe, maybe it's a good idea. And don't you know, one night I saw an infomercial, and I forget what it's called, and it was like an eighty-five-year-old woman with varicose veins. Oh, and she was rubbing, rubbing it. it didn't on rub off on the clothes. And I was like, do you freaking? And and Sean knew. He was right. like, oh, babe, I'm sorry. I'm like. <laughs> So I've had that happen. I've so never then had maybe anyone people talk did out. talk you out. People that were like, oh, that's not a good idea. Or they just didn't really push you and go. You not that they it. had to push uh-huh. me, but I didn't get like the stamp of approval from the people that I kind of right. shared it with. So it wasn't so much they said something to talk me out of it. They just right. didn't say what I was looking for for them to seal like my, to make right. me more convinced right. about right. what I was thinking. Right. About. Now, there's somebody else, a favorite of mine. As you know, um, Evelyn Lozada. <laughs> yeah. So when I was working with Evelyn on her uh, her first marriage, that I'm really happy it's over. But when I was working with her on her first marriage, she was on Basketball Wives in Miami, the original. And that was in the height of her popularity. Okay. So in the height of her popularity, she started selling T-shirts with all the crazy, yeah, she, ridiculous shit that used to come out of her mouth. Yeah. Right? mother Right. Yeah. So she she started a website, started selling these t-shirts and she was only promoting it on Twitter. And she did very very well. Like wow. she sold something like 100,000 t-shirts. Wow, goodness. Right. <laughs> Right. I think that's a brilliant example of somebody who just said, you know, let me just go with my gut. People like what I say, people repeating what I say yeah. on Twitter. Why not? Yeah. So, Ron, have you ever had a gut instinct that you did or didn't follow through? I don't think so. I think um, everything that I've always wanted to do. Yeah. I did it. I tried right. it. Rather, and I had a lot of people that kind of didn't back me or didn't give me the stamp. Right. But it made me want to do it more. Right. And obviously, if it did or did not resonate to what I wanted to, I still did it because I didn't want to have any regrets later. Yeah. So I think yeah. for me, I'm like, okay. It's almost when you say, oh, it's okay. Yeah, I'm going to do it. I ain't messing with her. I think it's a good ass <laughs> idea. So so I'm going to do it anyway because you didn't give me the stamp of approval. Oh, I like That's that. That's kind of my motivation. Right. Yeah, yeah, we did that once with a restaurant. 
Did you? Mm. It was terrible. <laughs> but you did it. We did, yeah. But I wish that was one that I said, never mind. <laughs> Yeah. All the money that was lost yeah. behind it, but well, I, I didn't say I, well, look. Well, you do lose some money yeah, and stuff yeah. that you keep pushing on, but you know what? No regrets, you know. Ooh, right? Well, I mean, what about you, Diane? But it seems like what you have went out and saw you've been quite successful. Well, so. not everything, and I actually, Sharonda, I use you as an example all the time because I think I'm somebody who always goes with my gut. Even when I'm wrong, I mm-hmm. always go with my gut. And so when I designed your fish tank dance floor that has gone down in history. And I wanted it. I was like, I want right? it. I don't care I what you call it. it. I tell people this story all the time. We built this floor. We we estimated. We tried to figure out what it was going to cost us. Yep. And I think we charged you $30,000 for that floor. Probably. Right? Yeah, $30,000. Oh, I remember. Because okay. I remember how much I lost on it. So $30,000 on the floor. It was beautiful. And the hotel made us go out and get a structural engineer to come in and test the floor because they said the ballroom was going to cave in from all that water. They made us go. They made me go out and get five million dollars in liability insurance because of that floor. They don't make no sense. And all that trouble you took us through. (laughs) (laughs) And when the job was over, my insurance agency. Cancel me. Cancel my policy. Like, you. After yeah. your wedding, I'm they were like, sorry. you a high risk over here. You fish tank floors. Right. Just go on and get some wood and have the people dance on it. So ultimately, your floor cost me close to $60,000. Wow. But how can I go back to you and say, hey, I, you know that floor Very polite. Thank you. going to be 30. <laughs> hey, girl, look, you need to create it. This is not crustaceans. I appreciate what you said. It's not going to So anyway, I've learned that I always go with my gut. Sometimes I win. Sometimes I don't. It was an in-style. Yes. And it was the hit. It was the bomb. And the fish were dead at the end. Didn't matter. I do remember that part. I didn't want to say that. I was trying to go. I was like, oh, Nemo. Mel, she probably don't know, but I remember because the next morning, PETA was outside the hotel protesting oh, because of the fish. dead goldfish. Are you serious? Yes. She had so much drama at her wedding. Oh, oh yeah, no, I had people trying to come in and stop the wedding. <laughs> Lord, we had boys to men fans in the yeah, hotel. It Lord, crazy. it was a mess. Anyway, yeah. moving on. Okay. So, another woman who had great instincts, Danielle Smith. So, she launched her company, Detroit Maids, in 2015 and has earned revenues of $80,000 so far this year. Her first client was Paramount Pictures, who was in town filming a movie. Wow. So, Girl. it's not a glamorous business, but clearly, it's a good it's idea. A you know? Yeah. And I think it shows that she had such good instincts because mm-hmm. if you think, look at like the economy and yeah. the news about Detroit, Detroit it's struggling. always bad and it's how much struggling. the city is suffering. Yeah. Clearly, Everybody ain't suffering if yeah. you're still getting somebody to come and, yeah. and help you tidy up things. Yeah. And, and you know what I love about the best, the most about this story is that she didn't have to go get a business plan. She didn't have to go right. seek out. It was and very practical. It was very practical. Mm-hmm. Yep. She took some probably something she was great at and mm-hmm. said, you know what, let me yep. make a business out of this and yep. it worked. Yep. You know? Yeah. No, good for her. For yeah. sure. And one more success story that I love. Her name is Rika Hales, hey, and Rika. she owns Just Extensions, <laughs> yes. which is a weave bar here in L.A. I actually helped her with interior design of ah. it. And the the great thing I love about Rika is that one, she's you know she's very smart, very educated, you know, bachelor's degree, MBA degree, but she shared with me that she was really dyslexic. 
Oh, wow. As a kid. And for years, she couldn't, you know, had such trouble reading and with comprehension. And, you know, I always talked to her about Ryan because Ryan was dyslexic. And she would just say, just hang in there with her. She might be a late bloomer like I was, but I finally figured it out and got it together. And now she's working on opening 10 more. Wow. Extensions bar. In L.A. or nationwide? Around around the country. And she set out on her own to do a documentary about where... Where hair comes from. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. So she went to Cambodia. She yeah. went to India. She went to China. China. She went She went to Brazil. Yeah. She she was like, Brazilian hair? Yeah. That don't exist. It don't even exist. It yeah. ain't no Brazilian yeah, hair. Just make up names. <laughs> ain't nobody up. in Brazil cutting their hair they off. Sure it's a uh, Brazilian silky yes. for $4.99. <laughs> 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 She's like, all that, that's Asian and hair. I'm not messing with Remy no more. Right. <laughs> The, the Remy is the hair off the floor. The people ain't cut the scraps. I know. Uh-huh. Remy hair is scraps off oh, the floor. It is. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's fascinating. She has definitely followed her gut and yeah. was just like, hey, these black chicks want some That's hair. Cool. Okay. Let me be the one to give it to and them. let me educate yes. myself. Not let me just fill a void, but right. let me really educate, educate myself. myself. Right. The gold be extra mind. Right. Yes. right. Bravo. So. I'd like to touch briefly on the fact that it costs to be the boss. Yes, it does. And, you know, what are some of those costs that we face? Because when we decide that we want to have a career, it always, always costs you something. So, uh, Erin Callen, she is, a, she was the COO of Lehman Brothers, right? Yeah. And so she said when, when she was married that, she was just working constantly. So she was probably mm. working an average of 60 hour weeks. And mm. then on the weekends, she was either sleeping. so exhausted, sleeping or preparing for the next right. meeting on Monday. Right. And she ended up losing her husband. And wow. she said she regrets it. Wow. So what about you ladies? Sean has certainly had to give up a lot. Both of your Sean's have had to give up a lot of, have made a lot of sacrifices to have the very successful careers that they have. Yeah. Has it cost either of them something? I think, well, I think for me, um, I guess I made a choice to to be a stay-at-home mom mm-hmm. and, to, and to have a family because I kind of felt like I had did a lot of things that I wanted to do already early and had checked off a lot of my bucket list. Right. Um, but I will say if I would have to speak for my husband and mm-hmm. kind of what he does and always gone, there's a lot of sacrifice mm-hmm. because now the kids are older and so he's missed so much. And though he's there and he's present, you still miss a lot. Mm-hmm. And those are things you can't get back. The filler mm-hmm. moments. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so I think um, I help him work to make sure that we do a better job at balancing because yeah. it's easy for me to hop on a plane and meet my husband somewhere and hang out the weekend, but not for them because they right. have little jobs, which is school. Right. And, you know, and to continue to grow and to nourish. So um, I think it, it, you have to really find that fine line and balancing um, because you can't get the time back. Right, you know, and you Good can't. Point. Well, I don't know where she. Brooklyn just doesn't listen to me. Well, she's not home. <laughs> right, and, 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 and like last week, <laughs> so, so like last week, short story. Look when they look at you, like, is it all right to do? No, what that's what, no, that's what Brooklyn did. No, Brooklyn did it. So I said, um, uh, Brooklyn, mommy, can I have? And I was like, baby, no, it's late. And mommy said, no, and da da da. And so it's the whining. And so I'm talking to Sean, and Sean goes, tell her that I said no. She don't need no more. <laughs> she said what? And I said, Daddy said no. You don't need no more. And she paused, and she said, move the phone, move the phone. So I moved the phone away. I don't have to listen to him because <laughs> you're the boss, right? Daddy can't tell me. And I went, Brooklyn, no. <laughs> yes, but no. Said, Mommy, no. But I'm dying inside, yeah. but at five. Yeah. You right. know. So I come back. 
What'd she say? Okay. Do you really want to hear it? Because <laughs> then you're going to be pissed off. Okay. So I say that to yeah. say that um, you do have to find right. that, 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 um, that way to balance it right. because, you know, if you're not there, then, you know, life continues to move on. Re- yes. In, in your absence. Yes. You know what I mean? So For sure. Does Sean have any regrets that you know about? He wished that he had not worked so hard when I had the twins. Mm. He yeah. says that now, especially yeah. I think with Micah, and yeah. he feels like he probably maybe could have maybe done more, or could have been around more. But yeah. you know, with the diagnosis, expensive, mm-hmm. so it was either stay home and help work, or mm-hmm. go in and make right. the money to provide a better yeah. opportunity for him. Right. Yeah. How about your Sean? He's had an amazing career. Yes. Um, he has, has yeah. does he have any regrets or you know? We don't really talk about his regrets. I'm sure he mm-hmm. would love to be but with his family, but everything he does, he makes it clear, is for my family. Yeah. Right. He's like, I could live in a hut and be content right. if it was just about me. But mm-hmm. he's like, I want my family to make sure they have everything they want That's more. Right. So, you know, but the flip side of that is <laughs> I totally identify with what you're saying because I started seeing that with Jet and he would be like like what Sean would tell us something and then he'd leave the room and he'd look at me and be like I ain't got to listen to him so once I started seeing that I'm like well we gotta correct that cause he's yeah. a man a boy growing right. up to be a man like right. you can't that won't fly right. so now what I try to do is even with Sean and his long hours and being gone things that Jet comes and asks me or even if Omar I'm like call Sean and see what he says right. to include him so he doesn't feel oh. like he's so distant and right. out of the loop because if not Jet would have been a problem by the time oh. he got 16 right yeah. But that's a good tip, yes. you know, yes. making yes. call, yes. making yes. call the, yeah. the parent that's not home. Yeah, I yeah. think that's a great that's a tip, yeah, for no. sure. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, the sacrificial lamb, um, <laughs> I'm just gonna tell you that I have certainly sacrificed a lot. You know, uh, last year I released Ooh. my own home collection, <laughs> yeah, uh, with a line of products for the home, and of course the Valentine cuff, which is doing very mm-hmm. well, which is really kind of reinventing, you know how women uh, wear flowers to a formal event or you know how a bride instead of carrying a bouquet now wears a cuff but you know when I had my daughter I was a single mom and so the only thing I could really think about was like oh my god oh my god I got this little life here and I gotta provide a way and I gotta make sure she's okay and she got everything she needs and then I gotta make sure that she got a future right I gotta make sure that when she grows up Mm -hmm. she don't have to do the things that I had to do and have to do now that I'm the single mom and I think I was on this work mode and missed so much and I think when you're going through it you don't realize you you're missing anything. Right. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I'm like, well, we lived in the same house yeah. and I, I slept day. at home yeah, every yeah. night. Yeah. I see you every exactly. day. Exactly. And I, I just didn't get it, just you know? It. And now that she's an adult, I see the resentment that she has for my career. Mm-hmm. Like she doesn't want to work in the company. Like she's... she doesn't want anything to do with the business. Okay. And I understand mm-hmm. how that was just very painful, mm-hmm. you know, for her that she had to deal with a working mom. And, and now that I've, hustled I think for so long I look back like well damn I thought I'd be retired by now I'm still hustling I'm still doing somebody's party <laughs> That's because you we do still them so talking well. about. You do so what well. color you want on your wall? Yeah, you, like, you do them well. I'm sorry. I just thought 
the I just thought the sacrifices would have paid, paid off, off a bit more yeah. by now, yeah. Yeah. and they haven't. And I think that is you know a great lesson for me. And my daughter sees it now, certainly with her sons, mm-hmm. because I'm like they come over, like I stop everything. Like, I don't work. I don't answer the phone. I don't do anything. I just sit and I play with them and we go outside. And and Ryan's just like, who is this person? (laughs) Like, you (laughs) wasn't that with me. And I'm just like, well, now I'm I'm smarter. And I'm wiser, you know. I made the adjustments. Yeah. And I'm like, and, and, and let's not forget. Okay, so Ryan graduated from high school. She got a, a card for graduation. And she got a bank statement. Right. From her college fund, and it had a hundred thousand dollars in All it. Right, right. And it's and I told her, baby, you go anywhere you want to go. It's paid for. Right. You don't even have to think about it. And she chose not to do it. She mm-hmm. chose to not want it. So again, okay. I think you know okay. we make these sacrifices, but because we think or we, we think believe in our heart right, right, that, that we're doing it right. for mm-hmm. the family. Yeah. And sometimes the family don't give a damn yeah. about what you didn't accomplish. We'll talk because they like. I wanted peanut butter and jelly, and you gave me grilled cheese, and you didn't even stop to ask me. And, like, oh. and it was from Starbucks. You didn't even make it. Oh, right. Somebody else made it. Yeah, it was the guy from the drive-through. Exactly. So, April, your career now is very demanding on you. Oh. So, how do you balance it with Jet? Oh my gosh! <laughs> how do you do that, ma'am? Oh my goodness! I come home, Sean looked like he wanted to stab me in the head. <laughs> really? Because Jet is just so opinionated. He's not like Omar was. Yeah. Omar would be in his room reading the Wall Street Journal. Uh, Jet is just so opinionated. And then when Sean does stuff, he's like, that's not how mommy does it. <laughs> mommy doesn't do that either. Mommy, so, you know, it, it could be overwhelming. Yeah. But, you know, I'm I'm trying to figure out, like, I went to New Jersey, but I also took the kids right. with me. Right. And I'm trying to now incorporate when they can to go with me yeah. because... Right. It's not fair to my husband to have to, you know, stop his life. I made a decision to stop my life to be a right, home right, mom. Right. He surely has not made that decision. Right, so right. <laughs> I see it could be a bit of a juggle for him. But yeah. yeah, it's it's definitely, it's a process, you know, especially for someone who hasn't been away from the home. And now right. that I am starting to do it more, everybody's looking at me like, what? What yeah, part of the game? We go with me. Yeah. Like, absolutely. Don't rock it out with you, me. Yeah. yeah. But dad doesn't know how to make. He'll figure it out. Mommy's got to go. Right. right. They're like, well, where are you going? Yeah. I'm leaving. Well, dad. <laughs> yeah. And that's one of the reasons why I'm getting ready to do the rock out with me kids. Because I oh, saw. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. I saw that, that's you know, they really idea. didn't just want to come and be with me, but they also wanted to be involved. Right. So, yes. How Omar awesome. and Jet yeah. wanted to spearhead. That oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That is yeah. amazing. I think it's amazing. Well, ladies, before we wrap up, I love when we have spirited conversations because yeah. I'm still over here sweating about Amber Rose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and the fact that you threw your two co-hosts under the bus and said we don't support black businesses. I, support, I just asked the question. I just asked the question. Y'all we asked. We will do, do better. better. We will do better. <laughs> I just asked the question. <laughs> So, ladies, I know, and we know by statistics that black women are certainly, you know, starting businesses in droves. And I think because out of necessity, because they often have to. So before we wrap up, why don't you give our viewers one tip that you could suggest for them? Anybody out there looking to start their own business and then tell them how they can keep up with you. Go ahead, Ron. I'll let you go first. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, well, I think for me, I think uh, my one tip would probably be to someone that's starting their business is that um, don't look for other people to give you your stamp of approval. Um, I have to base off how I what I did. Um, don't look for other people to give you the go ahead. Right on on something is uh is worth pursuing mm-hmm. if you feel it and you're passionate about it. You have to be willing to at least still have the time. You know, you got to put the time into it. Um, you've got to think about marketing. You got to think about uh, late hours. You got to think about maybe being a bookkeeper, even though you maybe didn't go to school to be a bookkeeper. So there's a lot of things that intertwine and wanting to start your business. But I, I do believe that if you really feel good about it and it's here, mm-hmm. I say do it. Don't look for other people to give you the stamp of approval. Right. That's good. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And how can our viewers keep up? And you can reach me at I am Sharonda on Instagram and Twitter. I'm getting used to this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and Miss Rock out with me. I think once you make the decision to move forward, you have to be willing to invest in yourself. I know that was my hmm. my biggest step I had to take in my whole Rock Out With Me campaign. And a lot of people want to have a platform or want to have a, a audience to carry over into a new business, but it doesn't always happen that way. Right. So I know for me, I, I it didn't really work out that easily for me until people saw, oh, okay. And so with that, you know, I had to put the money up. I had to take mm-hmm. the risk right. to do what it was that I was trying to do. Mm-hmm. And once people saw that I was serious about it and that I took the risk with my own self, right. then it, it yeah. helped other brands to believe in what it was that I was doing Mm -hmm. and it made it a little bit easier to partner up with people so don't always be looking for a handout don't Mm -hmm. always be looking for a connect or a hookup invest in yourself do what you need to do for you and your business or your vision to make it come to fruition that's good that's a good one I need to think like that too because I'm like I want to spend my money and we know so many people so you kind (laughs) of the bank got some money and how can our viewers yes um, I am April Dan across all social media platforms. You know, what I've learned, certainly in business, is I think when a woman wants to start a business, I think that women are powerful, we are resilient, we are smart, and we can do anything that we say we want to do. I think the key is establishing up front how are you going to balance the responsibilities of being a business owner. Because if you are only a business owner and not a wife and not a mom, that's still an imbalance. Mm -hmm. So if you don't even have the responsibility of family, I think you have to early on establish how do I balance this career? Because as important as it is, I think, and necessary for us to make a living, we also have to make a life. And I think I spent a lot of years not not making a life. So I'll leave you guys with this. This is a quote from uh, our first African-American millionaire, uh, Ms. C.J. Walker. C.J. Walker? Yes. Madam C.J. Walker. Excuse me. Madam C.J. Walker herself. So she said, I am not merely satisfied in making money for myself, for I am endeavoring to provide employment for hundreds of women of my race. I want to say to every Negro woman present, don't sit down and wait for the opportunities to come. Get up and make them. My name is Diane Valentine. Thank you for joining us tonight. We will see you next week. Bye. Cheers, ladies. Cheers. Whoa. From producers Maria Menounos, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire BHL crew, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us at info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook. 
tweet us or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I'm your BHL announcer, Scipio. Instagram me at Planet Scipio. Thank you for tuning in. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.